Hi, listeners. Rachel here with an exciting announcement. We are holding a summer book club bingo game, and there is a card that you can download, a bunch of prompts for different types of books that you can choose to read to play the game along with us. All the instructions and information on how to sign up are at rachelthompson.co slash book club, where you can get your card. And you'll also be able to enter your card to win prizes throughout the summer months. So that's from May to September. We'll be running this book club bingo. I hope you will sign up and uh, read some cool books and be inspired to do some more writerly reading this summer. So all the information is at rachelthompson.co slash book club. Welcome, Luminous Writers, to the Write, Publish, and Shine podcast. I am your host, author and literary magazine editor, Rachel Thompson. This podcast explores how to write and share your brilliant writing with the world. In each episode, we delve into specifics on how to polish and prepare your writing for publication and the journey from emerging writer to published author. As I do each summer, I'm taking a break from my weekly love letters and podcasts, so there will be no more new episodes in June or July. Before I head out, I want to share my list of five things you can stop doing as a writer and to wrap up our recent series on agency. And before I do that, I want to let you know that if you've been listening closely, you're not wrong. There was supposed to be one more episode this month. Our book club episode is still coming up and we will discuss Craft and Conscience by Kavita Das but it will happen when my podcast returns at the end of August. This is because I was able to book the author Kavita Das herself to talk about this essential book on writing about social issues and to create social change. And I really look forward to our conversation with Kavita Das about craft and conscience. And I hope you'll tune in for that conversation just a little later. It'll happen in August. And this means there's a bit more time if you're reading along with us. Myself, I'm still listening to the audio version and enjoying walking and mulling over the ideas. I know other members have mentioned that they're listening to it and it really lends itself well to audio format as the collection started as a series of lectures and a writing course. And other writers in our membership community have said they're taking good notes about how to approach social issues in memoir in particular. So those are the early reviews, the early book club chat that I'm picking up on, and there's going to be a lot more of it in a special episode on that book. And if you're just tuning into my podcast, welcome. I am on a break, but back later in August, as I mentioned, and you could pick up a copy of our book club read to join in the conversation, which will appear in this feed here in August. To catch up over the summer, I also encourage you to listen to my recent episode series on agency for writers, which started with episode 73 and my guest Lacey Young talking about finding an agent and taking care of yourself on that journey to find an agent as well. So if you've been here all along and reached the end of my series on agency, I hope right now you feel you can write and publish in your own way. And I hope you know you can do the writing you feel most called to do. And we're reminded of this by all the conversations we had with writers who made their agent matches, writers working in their own form and own way, and literary citizens who work in agencies and who want to foster relationships that help writers find their truths. When it comes to the concept of agency, I feel most intentional in my writing life and life life 
when I say no. So today I will share from a recent love letter I wrote to writers subscribed to my newsletter, which by the way, you can also subscribe to at rachelthompson.co slash letters. In this letter I'd called Nope, I offered five things you can stop doing to bring more love to your writing life. Some are things I'm not doing and others I've loved witnessing other writers not doing. So here is what I encourage you to say nope to. Nope to writing how you're supposed to write. The edict to write every day and the tautology writers write are unhelpful, uncool, and ammunition for all the inner criticism inherent in a writing life. As if we can't take a day or a season or a decade off until our minds and bodies can create. As if all writing feels the same or all writers feel the same as they write and face the same limitations or challenges in their process. Instead, you can write in your own time and way. That might be daily, monthly, yearly, on a retreat, on a full moon, at lunchtime, midnight, or early in the morning for a week, then catching up on sleep the following week. Your way may change and surprise you because it is different than it was before. I encourage you to let it. Whatever you do, don't follow a routine set by outside forces. Find your way and do it that way imperfectly. I'm going to talk more about imperfection in a moment. And then a related nope that I have to this write how you're supposed to write is also to say nope to writing what you're supposed to write. Skip the market research niche. Skip writing a book you think will sell. Skip avoiding the book you were meant to write because it's not marketable. Nobody can predict markets. If they say they can, they are kidding you or themselves. So write what you want to write and how you want to write it. My next nope is to building a platform that feels icky for you. If you have been listening to the pod for a while, you've heard me say, I'm on a social media break. Well, last month I updated my Instagram for the first time in 18 months with a grid of things I'm doing off of social media, which includes this podcast. I updated it and then logged out and I don't plan to return anytime soon. But let me tell you, it took a full week for me to work on this and it triggered both anxiety and a weird rash on my neck, which I don't know what that's all about. It reinforced all the reasons why I'm not a regular user of social media. I didn't expect this little instance of use to throw me so much, but I'm also glad it did because it showed how important not doing social media is for me and my well-being. So talk about building a platform that feels icky. I'm not doing that anymore. So I still believe that being seen and connecting with writers is essential. If you like how you show up on social media and you enjoy your interactions, brilliant, keep doing it. And if you don't, you don't need to do it, or at least you don't need to do it like everyone else does. And you definitely don't need to do it by learning all the algorithm tips and tricks. If you want to leave social and still build a platform, there are other things you can do. So the wrap up for this is to make connections and build your platform in ways that feel healthy and fun for you. My next note is to taking no as a bad thing. So recently, a writer who is a LitMag Love alum, Lindsay Foran, wrote me to say, after taking the LitMag Love course, I was able to distinguish the tiered rejections and realized that sometimes a no can be a good thing. And she had had a no, and then she long-listed for CBC's Short Story Prize this year, where she would not have qualified for that listing had the other place said yes, had she been published. So why can a no mean a good thing? In general, it just means you're writing and submitting, which is beautiful. And plus, some qualified no's mean you're getting closer 
to publishing or long listing as Lindsay did. Instead, I often express my love for the game writers in my membership community play called Sync or Submit. This game of unclear origins, a friend of a friend of a member you land may have come up with it, gives you points for both submitting, writing, and receiving rejections. Then it takes them away when you get an acceptance. So basically, it's like if you win, you lose, and if you lose, you win. It's incredibly clever and fun, and it's just such an enjoyable way to think about submissions. So instead of thinking no is a bad thing, give yourself a high five or a reward for doing the complete job of being a writer, including the highs and the lows. As promised, here's my nope to being perfect. So I am incredibly imperfect in how I'm recovering from perfectionism. If that's a thing, I think it's a thing. And first, with all the social media anxiety, I realized I couldn't do a podcast episode in the past. And then I had some hard feelings about inconsistent and letting listeners down. And that's kind of been this whole season where there were a couple of times I just couldn't do an episode on time, including this one, actually, which is a day late. Before then, I had a bout of insecurity about my editing work with Room Magazine, just because every task seemed to take twice as long as it used to, because I'm just not the same person who used to push through all night to complete deadlines. So instead, I would say sunlight is a good disinfectant for my perfectionism relapse. So I reached out to other editors at Room and realized I was just being normal and not failing. And I also find all the perfectionism aphorisms helpful, like perfection is the enemy of progress, which is unfortunately from Winston Churchill, fail again, fail better from Samuel Beckett. And there's also one perfect is the enemy of the good, which someone wrote to me. I think it's a rephrase, obviously, of Churchill's. So those guys were onto something here. You don't do a perfect draft. You don't need to do a perfect revision. You don't need to strive for a perfect writing life if you want to grow and succeed. And a related note for me is note to valuing consistency over health. So nobody can be consistent if unwell. And I'm definitely talking to myself as much as to you here, but there's that inclination I still find to be consistent and to show up in a consistent way, even when I'm not really doing great. And I think I need to rest and recuperate. In my experience, we can only really beat this together by talking about our failures in scare quotes and realizing they are just us buying into unhealthy standards. My final nope is, and this is nope number five, <laughs> is to getting into drama off the page. So the drama of daily relationships, bumping into all sorts of people and following all the intrigue of humanity is tempting, yet so disruptive and infiltrates precious mental space we need for writing. So instead, for those occasions when I feel pulled into gossip or other senseless shenanigans, I have another aphorism. This one's from Julia Cameron. Keep the drama off the page. So yes, it is easier said for the more superficial relationships. Yet I always smile when I think of my book mentor, Stan Dragland, who read my first manuscript for Galaxy and remarked, wow, this mother character is very interesting. So on the page, the drama was manageable, even funny. Off the page, it's consuming to spiraling. So I try to stay on the page. Keep the drama on the page as much as you can. So that's my list of five things. There are so many more that you can say nope to. You can say nope to anything you're ready to stop doing from my list or let my list prompt you to think of what else you can let go of right now. And then just say nope. I hope you feel you can say nope with confidence to whatever doesn't foster creativity and joy, 
and that your nope list includes taking rejection and requests for revisions from editors personally, meaning don't take those things personally. And I'm saying that because I'm the editor who's sending out rejections and requests for revisions currently. And I really think it's not personal. It really is just part of the business of being a writer. I also hope you can call on your inner agent when you're having doubts about your writing. As we wrap up, I really want to thank the team of brilliant folks who help out with my courses and podcasts behind the scenes, including sound editor Adam Linder, transcriber Dia Jaffrey, our support team in the Writerly Love membership community, who are Lyndall Kane, Ellen Chang Richardson, Tamara Jong, Marigula Morgan, and Kimberly Peterson. And I want to send big love and gratitude to our community facilitator and who's often my co-producer for the podcast, Melly Walker. And then a little extra dollop of love for Lyndall. Lyndall Kane, who I mentioned, is part of our Writerly Love membership community because I accidentally left her off of the gratitude note in my last email. So I'm filing this under errata, also just smiling through my imperfectionism once again. If you're looking for a writing course to start in September, that's when the next intake or the next times are coming up in my course calendar. You can check that out at rachelthompson.co slash courses to see the full calendar, rachelthompson.co slash courses. In September 2023, I will have the Lit Mag Love Intensive. We'll begin. It's an opportunity to write, revise, and publish your luminous writing. And the program goes for four months. And then August 1st is the deadline to apply for my only course with an application, the whole book course, which also starts in September. In that course, you outline your book-length memoir, novel, or poetry collection, and it is for a limited, a small group of writers to work together. So all that you can find out at rachelthompson.co slash courses. And you can learn more about all the work I do to help writers write, publish, and shine at rachelthompson.co. When you're there, sign up for my writerly love letter sent every week and filled with support for your writing practice. If this episode encouraged you to say nope to anything, I would love to hear all about it. You can reach me at hello at rachelthompson.co. And please tell other luminous writers about the episode. I would really appreciate that, especially if you encourage writers you know to catch up on the podcast over June to August and prepare for new episodes coming at the end of August. And the way to do this is to send them to rachelthompson.co slash podcast or let them know to search for Write, Publish, and Shine wherever they get their podcasts. So thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to keep writing and saying nope to everything that doesn't feed your writing soul. I am a guest in the South Sinai, Egypt on lands historically and presently occupied by the El Muzina Bedouin. I've also benefited from being raised on Treaty 2 territory in Manitoba and living and working in various parts of what is colonially known as Canada, including Montreal, the traditional territory of the Kenyan Kehaka. Join our game of book club bingo this summer. Learn more and sign up at rachelthompson.co slash book club.